Basketball Junkies. Here we are. It's been a little while, and uh, man, there's been some basketball lately, huh? Sorry we've been AWOL, guys. I'm not sorry at all. It's been a long time. Almost a month. Uh, Yeah, well, there was a couple weeks off. Yeah, the two weeks didn't count. Clemson game was a laugher, and... uh, How do you want to approach this, Mike? Should we do three separate podcasts? One, imagining that we're just after the Wake Forest game, and then one after the Florida State game. And one after Syracuse, or should we just jump right into current current day, present time? Oh man, let's just talk hoops. I mean, I mean, I, I uh, I've been thrilled to watch really interesting, dynamic basketball. I was not thrilled with Syracuse. I mean, how great did Syracuse play in that game? How great was their shooting? They don't. They're not even a great shooting team. Partly because you know. On the ball defense from uh, guys like Alex Connell is not not a strong suit, but these guys just balled. They just balled. They made out. a lot of shots. They made, they made a lot of threes. Oh my gosh! The three quarter length. They the made a the... seventy eight foot three. Yeah, yeah that shot. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What a joke. It seemed like they made a lot of shots. Yeah, I mean they made a lot of shots. That wasn't whatever Syracuse's record was that. It doesn't matter. Well, there was a lot of carryover from... I mean, this was a Sweet 16 team. Yeah. Uh, we, we played them twice last year. They were both tough, low-scoring games. Um, it's not shocking, I guess, but... What's they, they, they They've got five losses. They lost at home to Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm um, saying that doesn't matter. That didn't matter in this game. This game was a contained thing where these guys just played... They shot... Pretty much lights out. Talking about Syracuse. They played yeah. like heroes up and down the lineup. It's it's also one after another. It's also amazing how we go from an elite defense to barely what how would how would you rate a pretty mediocre defense? I mean we, we got literally zero transition points once Trey went out. And it just it sort of felt like we were like a chicken with its head cut off when Trey went out. And it, it just extended uh, throughout the game. Dude, I don't think that's right. I mean, I thought we actually played really well overall. I thought were we there glaring not, we holes in the defense? Well. We did not play well. We're, listen, you can't hold us responsible for Syracuse shooting uh, eleven of twenty-five from three, and they're a team that shoots under thirty-five percent normally. Okay. And yeah, they ended up eleven for twenty-five, but they started out just hitting everything. They hit. So many long-range twos that were contested. I mean, those are the shots you want them to take. Okay. And what did we do? And we shot nine for 43 from, from three. Are we and good, our are best three-point shooter, Jack good, White, are we went good at 0 three? for 10. I mean, it's... it's no, no, Jack White went 0 for 10. And RJ so Barrett... You, you know, that's Trey Jones's fault? I mean, he was, he was missing open three-pointers. No, 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 no. It's one person's fault, and we all know who it is. <laughs> Tell us, Peter. That's Coach K's fault. Podcast. Coach K's fault. All right. Listen, we can blame and, and hem and haw about stuff, but that was a great basketball game. I sound like Coach K right now, but that was a great game. The Florida State game was a great game. We played Syracuse without Trey Jones and Cam Reddish. Yeah. We're thin without those guys. Yeah, we just Jack White had we, to play 42 minutes. Right. He didn't play 42 minutes last year. Yeah, we, we only had the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick. Yeah. And, and, and Zion played fantastic until he <laughs> ran out of gas with five or six minutes to go in the game. Or did he? Did they just not, not draw anything effective up for him? 
they just try to kind of do the same thing, like feed them in the middle of the, of the zone. Yeah. There's plenty to get into, plenty to talk about, but yeah. those were two fantastic college basketball games. And we're lucky. We're lucky we get to talk about them here. We're lucky we got to watch them as fans. And yeah, we, 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 we lost the Syracuse game and we. The whole second half the Florida State of game. Syracuse was not frustrating for you? The yeah. whole last possession where they just played hot potato with the ball and didn't even really get a shot off. Yeah, of course there were frustrating things. It's a young, thin team, missing guys. That's okay. They got a, I mean, I'm glad they got, they got the experience. We weren't going to go undefeated the rest of the year. We both agreed. Uh, we both and, agreed? Yeah, pretty okay. much. I mean, okay. did I say we were going to go undefeated? Sir, you know, we didn't know guys were going to get injured and Cam Reddish was going to be out. I mean, it's a totally different ball game. Trey Jones doesn't go out with that. Trey Jones. Okay, let me get, let me go back to a question I asked you. It yeah. was a hypothetical question. This was maybe like two or three months ago. I was like, Trey's going to be our most important player. We can't afford to lose Trey. And you're like, I'll happily trade him for RJ or Zion in terms of an injury. Would you swap out any of those guys for Trey right now? Well, Trey's I guess the the least replaceable guy. So that's a good point. I actually think his impact on the defense is absolutely incredible. So is Zion's. Zion plays tremendous defense. Yeah, they I would both vote, create. I would turn But you know who the you know who probably the second best defensive player on the team is not even Zion. It's Cam. Jack White. It's Cam Reddish. I, I, it's Cam Reddish. Cam I, Reddish gets steals, deflections. I, I think it's Jack White. Uh, now Jack White got owned in this game on he, both ends of the court. I would not say owned. he got owned. He got owned. He looks slow. And it might have had to do with him playing 42 minutes. Has Coach K never heard of subbing out? I mean, even though we were thin, you know, Justin Robinson came in for one minute. He couldn't have played nine minutes. He doesn't look that bad when he's on the court. Goldwire played eight minutes. He could have. He barely played in the second half. Yeah, he missed some shots. He was 0 for 2 from 3. But you got to give guys breathers, you know. Jack White's not used to playing that many high intensity. I mean, minutes. come on, they're kids. They, I think they can. Enough with that, man. Be. Every other college pro team subs out regularly. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. And RJ and Zion look gassed at the end of the game, and their shots were pulling up short, and Jack White looked gassed too. They played 45, 44, and 42 minutes. You know, uh, it's, Syracuse also was missing threes towards the end. And they were gassed. So there's like strategy. There's, there's end of there's game strategy. We both will agree yeah. in overtime down the stretch. Zion needs the ball more. And if they can't feed it to yeah, him they, they in the middle tried, of the zone. They, they tried, but they had trouble entering the ball into him. So call timeout yeah. with 12 seconds left in the shot clock. Yeah. And draw something else up. You know, you can set, you can screen a zone. You can give Zion the ball on the outside. He, he was able to penetrate the zone. And, and he dishes well. But really, at the end of the day, we shot so poorly from three, and we got a lot of good looks. R.J. Barrett shot 17 threes. That's a little – I thought he kept settling for, for threes towards the end in overtime especially. Yeah, the, the thing is Syracuse was giving everybody the three, everyone. They were yeah, just playing, was, playing off them, begging them to shoot threes. It was working. We fell right in, and it was, be, and it was because well, – it was because, right in, it was because they, they were just run back. They were packing the paint. Yeah. Right. We we they couldn't penetrate as as well as they did in the first half. I thought I thought um 
Jack White went over 10. I was still happy with all those shots. They were wide open threes. I was happy with them too. I thought O'Connell lacked some onions. I mean, he should have been jack- jacking me? up some shots. Alex O'Connell played great. No, he should have pulled the Dude, trigger. Dude, he ran the gym on offense whenever he got the ball in the second half. He was a bit of a disaster on defense, but on offense, he was absolutely vital. I mean, did you watch the same game I did? He made a bunch of clutch plays on offense. He passed he just so did... many shots. You you thought he should have fired up 17 threes? He, yeah, he's the guy who should be shooting 17 threes, not R.J. Barrett. I mean, he took eight three-pointers. You know, it's probably the most he's ever right. taken in a game. When he... Trey got knocked out and I knew Cam wasn't playing, I mean, the guy who's going to step in, especially against a 2-3 zone, is Alex O'Connell. He should have. Who did Coach K go to? He went to Jordan Goldwater first. I, I don't know if that's that significant. I don't know. It was a little weird. I'm well, glad. He's, I'm he's glad a point guard. He's a point guard. And the, O'Connell played well towards the end of the first half. Coach K starts yeah, him in the second. He played. He played. Good o- move. He played okay. Yeah. I, I'm saying the Syracuse two three zone literally played off everyone. So they could have chucked up a three. Not off Alex O'Connell the whole time. Ab- absolutely. No, he no, he could have had an open three that was about two three feet behind the line. Anytime you wanted to. And that's a better shot, I'm telling you, than all the shots we took well, in the second half. I don't think he made too many from two or three feet outside. Or he took one or two. I don't think they went in. But he definitely hit hit the shots that were right on the line. I don't I think, they I actually don't think did, it's because he was right on the line. I think they actually did a pretty good job defending Alex O'Connell. And he did a great job getting shots off anyways. We saw, Alex different, O'Connell we saw different games then. Alex O'Connell scored 16 points coming off the bench. In How the many game. minutes? 34. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I mean, how I, many, think, I think he should have taken 15 shots. He was a little differential to RJ, especially towards the end. It was crazy. But but I don't know how you can blame him when... I don't blame him. When Coach K I generally Coach K. has a short leash on him. Yeah. And, you know... What he should have done in the second half was taken him aside and said, Hey, look, Alex, Cam's out. I think he might have. Jack White is, is, is struggling. You're the best shooter on the floor. When you're on the floor, Marquise is out there, Javin's out there, Zion's out there. You're the best three-point shooter, and we can't penetrate this zone. They're they're playing off you guys on, <laughs> on the three-point line. I want you to take 15 shots. I'll live and die with those shots. I think you're because, being a little results-oriented in terms of like how we shot from three. We're, yeah, we're not a 20%. I mean, Jack White's been shooting very well from three. He goes 0 for 10. I thought it was 0 for 11. 0 for 10, it says in the box score. RJ hasn't been shooting the three that great all year, but he's he shot better. He shot twenty five percent or better this game. He's under twenty five percent. So, yeah, I, I actually thought Barrett did a pretty good job looking for other guys to shoot threes. They hit Jack White a bunch of times. Yeah, O'Connell got opportunities. They fed Zion in the zone. Zion dished well when he had the opportunity. Zion was great. We had yeah, trouble getting they, the ball into him in the second half and in the later stages of the game. I didn't think the big issue was offense, to be honest. I mean, we scored yeah. 80, 85 points in regulation without Trey Jones and Cam Reddish. Yeah. Uh, despite despite shooting 20% from three, we still scored 85 points. Zion was absolutely dominant. And if there's an offensive failure, it was a, it was, it was a failure to do something different Throw a different wrinkle against yes. Zion looks in the, well, in, in the overtime especially. It's not just every possession. It's not just Zion. I mean, the offense in the second half was basically throwing the ball or 
along the three-point line yeah. until the clock went to two or three and then chucking up a three. That that's, was that, that was the That's offense. what happens against Syracuse's two-three zone a lot of the time. Right. In in the in the past, and, and I and I get it, we lost Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish was supposed to be the guy who's being the high post. You enter the ball to him, he can either shoot Not or just kick, kick it out to the corners. Yeah. Yeah, or, or dribble penetrate. Zion's not. I mean, he had, he did a pretty pretty good job, but I just I felt like we a pretty good job. Zion destroyed their zone. Nobody scores eighty five points against Syracuse in regulation like this. Eh, okay. You know that's really hard yeah. to do. This yeah. team did it without Trey, without Cam. Maybe they're better off without Cam on offense the way he's played most of the season. But you know what I mean. I but on defense, defense is where. I think there's something to really look at. And both the Florida State game and the and the Syracuse game, I thought, exposed us a little bit on defense. Guys made plays. Trey Jones started off the game making a bunch of plays against Cuse. Four, four steals in four, like six minutes. Sick. But, but Super sick. They, they can't initiate their offense. The point guard's back is to, Absolutely. to their basket. Jay Billis hit, hit on that point all I, yeah, game. I thought, I thought he was being – I thought he was – Going a little overboard when he said he's the best defensive player in the country. Yeah, who but knows then, the but then Trey just backed it up right. when the game started. Then he got knocked out, and then I saw what the defense became when he wasn't applying that ball pressure. Yeah, we didn't have the same ball pressure. If we, and then when we tried to apply it, they went right by us. Alex yeah. O'Connell was aggressive. Yeah, right. He was aggressive. He was jumping all over the trying to cut off passing. He got, he got he eight energy. Bunch. Yeah, so, yeah, so he, did RJ. People blew by him all the time, and RJ too, but. And Jack White, I thought, got kind of abused. But I actually think both Florida State and Syracuse did something else to expose our pick-and-roll defense. It's sort of a callback to last year. Uh, if you remember, Florida State used some of the same personnel. Louisville really killed us last year on the pick-and-roll. These high ball screens when Bolden's St. in the John's. game, Javin's in the game, St. John's killed us with it. DC. Yeah. And and we saw it again in Florida with Florida State with their these big bodies setting screens who can roll to the rim. And and we do this weird, we do this sort of weird no man's land um, head strategy. And, you know, when when it doesn't work, it really looks bad. They get these open dunks. Syracuse had, they must have had eight dunks off these kinds of plays. Those kinds of plays and plays where guys go for the blocks when, when the man hasn't been beat. So yeah, like, there, there was right? there was the final the final bucket that Syracuse got in, in overtime was because Alex O'Connell got beat so often that Marquise was helping out in a in a he play. helped out completely unnecessarily. Yeah, he, he didn't have to because Alex still had position on him and he was in between him and the basket. But he was so used to Alex getting beat that he went over and then got out of rebounding position and then. Uh, but it's something their, we their see. Center, uh, put, yeah. Got the putback. Yeah, that, that was the difference. Something we see sort of regularly. And we've been playing really good defense, aggressive, creating turnovers, you know, against a lot of these teams. But, you know, against against certain lineups with certain kinds of guys that can that can take advantage um, by either making that that extra pass or rolling off a ball screen in the right way, um, we we get a little bit exposed. Our our aggressiveness works against us when we kind of. Go for that uh, that extra block. Whenever anyone helps off their man, Zion does it a decent amount. Javin does it all the time, and Bolden is the most effective at it because he actually blocks shots. 
right? Holmes, he's big enough Holmes to been playing to pretty well. block people's view. He's so been playing, playing like 12, 11, and 5. He's been playing good defense. You know, Bolton's proven me a little wrong. Yeah. But, but like, there were multiple times against Syracuse where we overhelped, came off of – you come off your man who's just standing underneath the basket, yeah. and he's a, a, he's a catch-and-dunk guy. Yeah. And we we get beat. So there's a lot of film now on that. They should be able to to correct. I would think. I thought. In, are you done with that point? Yeah, I mean that's the basic point. Just there's there's some some warts on defense. There's some of the same stuff on as the last year. I'm you know I'm certainly disappointed that we haven't come up with better general strategy to teach these these kids. Um, and Bolden, it's his third year. He's doing a little bit of jab and it's his third year. So like some of the same mistakes probably shouldn't be be made, but you're right. When Trey Jones comes out, when Cam Reddish isn't in there, we get exposed even more because we don't have other guys making plays on the floor, creating turnovers and et cetera. So Syracuse puts up, you know, Syracuse puts up 85 on us and they're a team that generally doesn't score that yeah, high. Yeah, I actually look back at their right. schedule, even though they have five losses, they're actually – like relatively decent losses, um, they're not they're not that bad. I wanted to go back to Florida State. What was more? Yeah, let's talk about the Florida State game. What was more pronounced for me um, was I've never seen RJ and Zion get swatted so often when they dribble, penetrate, and try to make a bucket. That seven foot four guy was just swatting right. shots left and right. And by the second half, you could tell that RJ and Zion, they were just tired of getting swatted. So they would dribble in, and if he was there, they would just kick it out. And I'd never seen those two guys sort of... Well, Zion sort of play in the second half. He, he went out of okay. the game in the first half. So RJ. Sure. I've, I've never seen these guys get lose faith in their ability to finish when they take it inside. Well, Florida State is a team of, of men, and they're big and long. Both yeah. Syracuse yeah. and Florida State and center, are probably... the. Some of the toughest matchups for us in the country because yeah. they're so big, they're so long, they're athletic, and it's so it's not just where we can walk on water against them athletically. Well, know? we need shooters against those teams. Yeah, but we we also our guys are supposed to be more skilled and generally are. I mean, say what you want, Zion going out of the Florida State game and us still winning on the road. Cam Reddish stepping up so heroically. I mean. That was that a great play has, design. Oh my gosh! Great play design. Yeah, credit to Coach K on the, on that last that last three seconds. It was like old Coach I K. I literally jumped out of the couch. Was yelling. <laughs> it was like nineteen eighties Coach K. We the guy. The guy finally got to work and diagram something up. Do you, do you, you know? think the original play was designed for RJ? I think the first option was uh, RJ. Was RJ, yeah. Or maybe like two point seven seconds isn't enough time for him to do what he normally does. So you have to you have to send send it into a shooter. I think I think I think there's there were three options and and Cam was the outlet there. Yeah. You know, that, but that play was so beautiful. I mean, but the defense just they collapsed. had to give up something. Yeah, yeah, they just collapsed, and then RJ went to the corner. Yeah, if it was actually designed for Cam, yeah, and like the other stuff was deception, then wow, right? Either way, though, it was a nice action from under the basket, out of bounds, you know, uh, without Zion in the game to. To, to draw a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and it it was such a re- redeeming moment for Cam. And such a, like a coming together moment for the team to rally around a guy who's just had a really, really rough, rough, rough freshman year. I mean, I was starting to think he might have the complete yips and might, might Martel Fultz. 
No, I wasn't thinking on that level. Some of his turnovers have been, I mean, like, atrocious, you know, like, weird. And, yeah. you know, he crushes it in that game. He scores 23, 5 of 8 from 3, ends his shooting slump. And he looked, he looked really good. He made that's, that, that's what makes the Syracuse game so sad is... Where was he? Yeah. Everyone was going to be healthy. Everyone was going to come in. We were going to destroy Syracuse. And then we were going to have game college game day in Cameron on Saturday. Everyone's going to be excited. Everyone's going to get interviewed. You think Syracuse at all was like a letdown game where they weren't really focusing and they were just looking ahead or it was mostly just two guys. I, I also thought Cam's illness was uh, quite mysterious. Like he was out there. We saw, we saw pictures of him warming up. And then um, I don't know what the flu-like symptoms. I sort of thought he might he might come back in the second half and play. Like we certainly even if he was <laughs> even if he was in his dorm room, I certainly could have coach came like call him at halftime and say get your shoes on and get down here. We need the help. You know. You know what else went through my head? What's that? Okay, so because Cam's a zone buster with that that weak three point range. Yeah, um, Trey's injury looked pretty serious. Yeah, it looked like he's. What was the what do they say in it? Like something separated like separated shoulder. Right? Yeah, separated shoulder. The clavicle got separated from the shoulder joint, or something like that. It could be anywhere from a few weeks to three months. So nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to take. They're not going to take any chances with these first round picks if they have an injury. If that's the case, let me just throw something out at you, Joey Baker. How about we unredshirt Joey Baker, six foot seven? Could happen. He's a five star guy. He was, I think, fifteenth. On, the, on ESPN next year, yeah, we. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I had that thought as well they're, they're during just, the game. Look, look Cam, like Cam, Cam, Jack, ripped the warm up Jack. O'Connell, no, maybe RJ. We just, we're, we're lacking shooters. And the thing is, is yeah. with, with Florida State, it was tough to penetrate against Syracuse. It was tough to penetrate, and Virginia's going to be the exact same story. Pack line defense makes it tough to penetrate, so shooting's going to be at a premium. Let's bust out Joey Baker, or is that too panicky? It is. Do because, we really need him for the fifth year? We, like, listen, we've had guys out of both the last two games. He's tough game. We, we, we put up plenty of points. Yeah. You know, Zion played – Zion ripped apart the Syracuse zone. All we had to do was get Zion the ball more. They tried and Every they, possession they turned it up the ball. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah, something different, you know? Yeah. It, other things could have been drawn up. They weren't. I'm also Enough said. afraid of Virginia. They are... What's the difference? It's a basketball game. It's a regular season game. It's early in the ACC. They're destroying top 10 teams. We're barely beating them. Yeah. The, well, so Trey's out. Cam will be back, I'm sure. No, no. That's not a given. Uh, I mean... I it's just a very mysterious. mysterious illness. Do you think it's not an illness and he's suspended for something? I mean, what are you, what are you saying? All I'm saying is there was a statement stated... Guys, that, he's waking that, at me. ...that... Uh, the what? That's not a given that he's back for Saturday. Okay. I mean, it's five days. That's what I thought initially. If it's... <laughs> actually, actually, so Cam, Cam Reddish went down a few points in my book because he didn't, he didn't, you know, play in the Syracuse game. Yeah, I mean, we... we I mean, it's knows? a flu? Come on. Michael Jordan played through a flu. NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, uh, had they known Trey Jones was going to go out, maybe it would have suited up. Maybe at but, halftime he could be like, you know what, coach? I'm good. I'll play through the sickness. I thought maybe with like, you know, 10 minutes left in that game, they, they might he might just rip off the, you know, 
Yeah, I don't think he was there. I don't remember seeing him there. Oh, okay, I don't. I don't know if he was I don't think, there. I think they there. actually said he, he was home. Yeah, you know. So, but maybe if he's watching really at the sick. end of regulation for overtime, maybe he could suit up. I mean, if if he's smart, he probably doesn't play again the rest of the season, and he just he just like lives off that last performance against Florida State and just gets drafted in the top ten. Doesn't have to worry about it. Anymore. Still not done the Virginia, but hold that thought for a second. Are we done talking about Florida State? State. We talked about the last play, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about how great RJ Barrett was in that game. He was he was phenomenal. He was he was phenomenal. He was <laughs> he was he great. and Cam were phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. The, winning play after winning play. Yeah. Cam made some freakish athletic plays. Yeah. Uh, Up and under uh, layups. Yeah. He's he's so long. He's got like a seven one seven two wingspan. And you know who played six minutes in that game and didn't even get up a shot? Alex O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, but he was ready when called upon against Syracuse, but not ready enough for you. He only fired up eight three pointers, four of eight from three. You're laughing. Yeah, I think I think you're you're misguided. Who uh, who should be shooting seventeen threes? Let me tell you, who did not have a good game against uh, Florida State. I didn't like the way Bolton played in that game. But I really loved the guts he played with against Sarah because he tried. His effort level was there. I really like, in general, the way Bolton's season's going. And Jack White has obviously cooled off the last couple games, so he's one for 14 from three in the last in the last two games. Yeah. Um, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you think it's just a fluky result? Do you think he was kind of running good early in the season, most likely? I'm totally fine with him shooting wide-open threes. Absolutely. He probably just yeah. snowballed mentally in the Syracuse game. But I love that he just sacked up and he kept shooting. I wish O'Connell sacked up and shot more in that game. I mean, he passed on a lot of threes. Yeah, they both shot the same number of threes per minute played. But whatever. I mean, Jack White has more uh, stature <clears throat> on this team. Like, he has a bigger green light than Alex O'Connell. Right, right. It was his, so he's not, it was his known he's not role empowering. Yeah. But Jack White also offers less versatility in terms of, like, what he can do with the ball. He doesn't put the ball on the floor. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't go. He doesn't. doesn't no. And, you know, against Syracuse, you don't want to penetrate into the, into the, into the zone if you're Jack White. And so I was good with the way he played. Um, I, but yeah, I, I, what do you think about the way Javin's playing? I think Javin's fine. They're they're both sort of they're they're both fine. I I would I sort of like both Delorie and Bolden. I think I think Delorie I'd probably prefer him, but you know it's not a huge difference. Who do you think should start? Trey Jones is out for a significant period of time. Who do you want to see? O'Connell, but I, I think it's going to pose, pose problems because RJ bringing up the ball and initiating the offense takes away from his uh, killer scoring mentality. Uh, no, I, th- I think I think O'Connell has to start. Yeah, yeah, I think he has to. Maybe Joey yeah, Baker, Trey Jones. I don't, I don't, I know, I don't know who Joey Baker is. I haven't seen him play enough. I'm I'd be interested to see. I don't, I don't think Trey Jones is going to be out that long. I don't think he will. I think, you know, I think he'll be out a week or two and he'll be back. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm just saying. I, uh, I, I think he's going to be out. You think he's going to be out? At least out a month. The rest of the season? At least a month. At least a month. At least a month. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So, so let me ask you this. Virginia's probably going to be the same way. It's going to be tough to drive and penetrate against them, which means we're going to have to shoot or at least come up with a different strategy. You think Coach Gay is going to have uh, still say, hey, uh, 
Let's just just launch a bunch of threes. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think they should launch a, just a bunch of threes for the sake. You have thirty seconds on the shot clock, yeah. so you, you have an opportunity to to do something. You have an opportunity <laughs> to, to do run, something to, to to use these unique weapons. He, Zion Williamson, I'm going to say it, yeah. is the most unique weapon I've seen. You know, along with like Jason Williams in his prime at Duke, yeah. but certainly as a freshman, he's the most efficient offensive player. Like, we were disappointed with his offensive efficiency against Florida State. He only went 5 for 10 from the field. I mean, it's unheard of. It's this, so this, crazy. this is a conversation we would have had had we done a podcast after the Wake Forest game. There was so much Zion love. They were talking about his PER. Do, do you know what it was after the Wake Forest game? I don't know what it is now. I, I don't know what it was. It was PER. Essentially off the charts. It was 43.1. There's been no <laughs> collegiate basketball player who's ever had a PER. In the 40s. If you don't know what, what that is, it's a, what is it, a complicated formula. It's that all the good stats added up. What, what, you, what yeah. you contribute in a basketball game. Like a good... It has, like a, it has like a, a lot to do with usage yeah. and efficiency. Okay. Okay. And like a transcendent player like LeBron or Michael Jordan would like be in the high 20s, typically in most seasons. In the NBA, the best, yeah. They, nobody's ever in the 40s. It's insane. Right. But they were, they were in college. Yeah, they were talking Kevin Durant. Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Durant. Yeah, they were in the mid-30s. Yeah. It's a 43... And there was just so much talk about that after Wake Forest that he's uh, average. He really became even bigger than the team, you know. Like it was like Zion beats Wake. You know, it's not Duke beats Wake. It was Zion beats Wake. He is a supersonic phenomenon. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he. You know, he's shooting sixty six percent from the field. Now he's hitting three pointers. Well, he blocks shots from far. he blocks shots from across the gym with his opposite hand. Yeah, you know. He passes super well. He handles sick. He's like, you know, doing crazy stuff. But it's not just the raw athleticism. It's really, it's the skill. And it's the efficiency. It's every time I look up, 15 minutes into a game, he's 7 for 9 from the field. And he has 18 points and 8 rebounds. And like the first half's ending. You know, he's only playing 26 minutes a game. And he's averaging 21 points, 9 rebounds. It's just unheard of. Yeah. You know, and RJ is chucking up shots, which is fine. Which is sort of fine. I mean, that, that's, that's, who yeah, yeah. that's who he is. That's who he is. He's literally like James Harden. He's James Harden. Even though, we're, sure. even, even though I'm sort of trashing him in the Syracuse game, he shot 8 for 30. I mean, he scored. Somebody over the shoot. He had 16 rebounds. Yeah. He had 9 assists. Yeah, he, you know, he had steals. He had blocks. He was. He played a strong game. He sort of had to, he sort of had to do a lot of that because of Cam and Trey's absence. Um, let me go off on a tangent. You were talking about uh, somebody like Cam Reddish just shutting it down. But, but you know, last point on Zion. Yeah. More shots. More Zion. Yeah. If someone's that efficient, the next marginal shot he takes is, is likely to be more efficient than anyone else in the team. So yeah. just keep running the through him, right? Right. Keep more things, more wrinkles. Like they have two months before the tournament. Set up more things that people aren't going to be able to stop. Because he's such a freak. So what were you going to say? Yeah. Actually, let's stick with Zion. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know how they do the stupid sports science thing on ESPN? They said, so far this year, no one has taken a charge from Zion because, you know, why would you? And then they... they, they, One guy did and he wound up on the floor crying. (laughs) So the the sports scientist said taking a charge from Zion would be like taking a charge from a moving Jeep 
going like 10, so 10 miles an hour. I'm like, that's, so that's ridiculous. So then I see this skinny white guy, this six foot 10, 180 pounds, taking charge of like, the, he, the guy, the, the guy, the up. guy literally lifted up like a projectile, went horizontal. <laughs> he like, he had like a collapsed lung, it looked like, and he was just, he would just crumple to the floor and he, I think he, he was entered fine. the game was... like a little bit later, but no, no, he was not fine. He was absolutely not fine. Not... <laughs> he definitely got injured. I don't think anyone's going to take another how he hit the floor. I think he might have hit his He got airlifted. He got airlifted. Yeah. It was actually, I couldn't believe my eyes. I actually couldn't believe Zion didn't go around him with like a, a euro. A euro or a little like extra couple of steps because he can do it. And it's the first time. Maybe he, he of, wanted to see what would happen <laughs> if somebody <laughs> tried to take a charge sort of as a message for future guys who try to take a, try to block him. We probably lost that game because that guy wasn't in. And they brought in that guy Howard off the bench and he started hitting every shot. Remember they hit that seventy-eight footer. Yeah, we, this game went to overtime. They hit a seventy-eight footer. Yeah, I mean, you know, they yes. hit crazy shots. We were we can, quite unlucky to lose that game. Even yeah. the Florida State game, it seemed like we in that game we had a ton of blocks, but all the blocks seemed to go to Syracuse. I, I get it. We could have won both games. We easily could have lost both games. Probably should have lost both games. Um, well, Zion doesn't get his eye poked out in the first half of the Florida yeah, State game. I mean, I get it. Based, based we might on win the personnel that, game that we have. Going away. Trey Jones doesn't get injured in the first half. And we, you know, we might, we probably win the Syracuse game going away. So, Did you, you know, I don't, these losses don't necessarily mean that much right now. You know, this is um, a great, these are just great college basketball games. And, and well, we didn't even mention I, I, Zion's stat line against Syracuse. Can we just shout it out while we're Zion? The highest number of points ever. Refreshing. 35 points on 12 of 20 from the field, but that's actually 11 for 15 on non-threes. 10 of 14 from the line, 10 rebounds, 4 block shots. I mean, he only fouled twice. What was his, uh, what was he from 3? 1 for 5. 1 for 5, but he's 5 of 12 in the last 3 games. He took, he took those 6 of 15. He baiting him. Six, he's forty percent in the last four games from three since the ACC play started. Stop it with that. No, he just is. Stop it with that. <laughs> yes, he, he was very poor before that. Was... Uh, did you hear what Paul Pierce said uh, either yesterday or the day before? No, what did he say? He said, "If I were Zion, or if I were an advisor to Zion, I would tell say, him to just stop playing. Shut it down. Shut it down." And it goes back to like football players not playing in bowl games. Once you demonstrate that you are of a your ability and your talent level. There's no upside to continuing to play. What do you think his shoe contract's going to look like? I mean, what do you think? I mean, is, is he going to get a nine-figure shoe contract? Eventually, there, eventually. No, has there ever been a player coming out of college as a one-and-done who had a bigger shoe contract potential? Can you think of anyone? Never. Kevin Durant. But Durant... Durant wasn't like the sexy dunker this guy is, you know? Like Vince Carter, Michael Jordan. Vince Carter. Vince Carter wasn't a number one pick. Yeah. Uh, Jordan wasn't a number one pick. Neither was Durant. But it was a different... He, Jordan created the nine-figure shoe contract. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, the, instead, all the, the system's wrong, you know? Like, when he, when he, when he put Allen that... Iverson yeah, might when, be the guy. Allen Iverson was a phenomenon coming out. Every, that was know. mostly based on size and his style of play. He was 
freaking dominant in college, you know? Is he like five foot eleven? If no, yeah, yeah, he was listed at like six feet, six one. But it, I, one, I couldn't believe Paul Pierce said that. I think Paul Pierce is probably right. It it actually makes total sense if you <laughs> just step away from everything. It makes total sense. Like, why would you risk knee injury or an ACL or anything like that, especially when you've clearly locked up either the number one or possibly number two slot? It makes sense. We got to we got to pay these guys. <laughs> Got to pay these guys. Can you imagine if there was no rookie salary cap, right? And the Knicks drafted Zion with the number one pick, and he held out, and there was no cap on what he could make, and he said, I want 3% of the team and uh, <laughs> $22 million a year. They'd give it to him in a heartbeat, right? Like, this guy is – his rise has been mediocre, and Paul Pierce is probably right. But I love. But what's the best thing about Zion is there's no chance he would do it because he loves. He loves. He loves, he loves playing. Like you either love basketball. Oh my gosh, he's such a joy. This is a blessing upon us that we get to watch this kid play. It's incredible. Yes. So like I can yes. only get so upset about a close loss against Syracuse when I got to watch him play like he played, and we were missing two of our four guys, you know. And Jack White goes over ten from three. Jack White going over ten didn't really bother me. I just, and the guy is a seventy-eight footer. I just, I just so don't I, get too upset. I wasn't that thrilled with the offense in overtime and the last ten minutes of the second half. It just they just, just settled for threes. They didn't, they didn't run enough for Zion. Zion honestly did not demand the ball like he could have. He he yeah, just he, kinda, I mean, he probably he, doesn't. You know, Trey, when Trey's in the game, he probably feeds it to him a good amount. He was probably tired too. I mean, he, he played the entire game, <laughs> and he had not just played, but the Come way on. he plays. Come on, the way he plays. I mean, they must have to, they must have to feed him at halftime, right? <laughs> I mean, how many calories a day does this guy have to eat to fuel that engine? Is he like eating a Michael Phelps diet? We need to know more. We need to know more. There's, there's a lot out there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's, it's gonna be a lot more. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm. I was. I was really. I was. I was happy for Alex O'Connell that he he got to showcase, and he played pretty well. He scored. Was, he had I a was, career high. I was disappointed in Alex O'Connell. I think it was disappointed. It was good for the team that he, he, you know, like yeah. the groundhog. That he he went peeked his head out, and he decided it was you know the winter was over. Alex O'Connell was going to maybe get to start. And really come out of a shell and get a role in this team, which he didn't seem to have coming into these these last couple of games. So um, I think it's an important development. You know? Okay. Because I mean, he's not just a good shooter; he's a good playmaker. He is. He is. He's a little too deferential. Yeah. Um, he's still a little sloppy with his entry passes. Um, yeah. He gets beat a decent amount on defense. But he's, but, he's looking but, for guys. He, he, he plays with his yeah. head up. You know, and he's, he, he's a good player. Yeah, um, I just don't feel like he's had the encouragement. I think he's to, to much more succeed. effective playing with Cam Reddish because he good. needs other three-point threats on the floor, and and on defense he needs help. He needs a little help from guys. He, he needs Bolden, swatting shots. Or Zion. I'd love to see Zion stay home a little more. He leaves his feet sometimes when you know guys are going for blocks when they could. Could be firmer and stand their ground. But, you know, I'll keep hitting that point until the cows come home and 
The vlogs are exciting to watch. I feel like Jack White stays home. <coughs> Jack White stays home all day long. But he's, and block he still shots. gets a lot of blocks because block he jumps at the right time. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's mature. And it's a tough matchup for him against Syracuse. You know, it's a. And we're not going to play. You know, Virginia's going to be a tough matchup. So Virginia is going to be tough. Oh man. You see what the tickets are going for on StubHub against Especially UVA? Especially if we don't have Trey Jones, which we're obviously not. Yeah, but it's also a built-in excuse. You know, like, the pressure's a little bit off when you're missing guys. Do you yeah. know what Kyle Guy is shooting from three? I don't. He's taking over 100. I think he's shooting like 46, 47%. Ty Jerome also over 40%. DeAndre Hunter over 40%. And those guys are locked down. Defenders, yeah. they literally embarrass highly ranked teams to embarrass them. They yeah, it's going like to be a challenge for Jack White and Alex O'Connell and these sort of like Jordan Goldwire type jabbing. It's going to be a challenge for them to step up against that level of competition, just like yeah. it was a challenge for them against on the road to Florida State. And the way Syracuse was playing, they, pl- they were playing like a Final Four team. Syracuse? You know? They played that way against us. They just did. They made everything. You know, they made yeah, everything. I mean, they played tough defense. Yeah, if you make every shot, <laughs> yeah, obviously what? you're going to look good. I would not call them a Final Four they made team. A, no, no, they're not a Final Four team. They're not they, they that played good. like a Final Four team. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. They played really, really well in that game. They did. And that's they all did. you can sort of – I mean, you, you can't control how well your opponent plays, shoots. You know, you can make, right. make them make tough shots, make them take the shots you want them to take. Not give them the easier baskets. We gave them some too many easy baskets, but they made shots. Yep. Florida State made shots against us. A lot of tough shots, and they ran. And they were athletic. Stuff. They were athletic, and we. Yeah, that's a tough matchup for us. Um, we've had a really tough schedule, you know, and it's about to get tougher with UVA. Uh, tickets going for eight hundred, nine hundred dollars and up on Subhub for uh, the UVA game. It's almost like a Carolina game. So are we going? Uh, should we go? <laughs> I would go. This Saturday? I would go if my wife would let me. No. I would go. That would be a... That would be worth going. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice game. Yeah. Yeah. Just let's say the best seat right now is going for 3500 I don't even know if it's the best seat. Every seat's a good seat in Cameron. All right. We're probably not going. Do you think the team is... Not dominant. Well, I think at full strength, right? We're perhaps eventually pretty dominant. Yeah, eventually, I agree. Yeah. We're playing very tough competition. I agree. Uh, A lot of times without one or two of our key guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and I can see by the end of the year this team being being pretty dominant, but. Honestly, between spots, between spots five and nine, you know, really, really, Cam, Cam's a question mark, right? Trey, Zion, and RJ are not question marks at all. Trey is now a big question mark, huge. <laughs> Trey is now a question mark. When he's healthy, he's not. So, so we, I did, and and I, you know, what that team was that was playing against Syracuse. That was our exhibition team against Canada. Yeah, you know, really. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of questions now with health. And it's too bad because, you know, it would have been nice if we were just healthy all year. That doesn't happen with Duke. Yeah. You know, but 
I, I really think Trey's impact on this team is much bigger than than the, the counting numbers say. Like yeah, our, our, de- our defense looked pretty bad. I in think Syracuse. We got we got literally no transition points. Usually each game we get 15, 20, 25 transition points off of easy, off of steals, off of pressures. Um, you know, Zion's three sixty dunk that came off of Trey's pressuring. Yeah, you're right. Trey Jones is hugely important, and we have to really hope he comes back. But while he's out, it gives the opportunity to some of these other guys to step up, develop, prove themselves, become trustworthy to Coach K. So we we can have that deeper bench we always always wish. I don't think it's going to be a deeper bench. <laughs> what makes you think it's going to be a deep? Like, well, so if Alex starts, you know, Cam's in there. Uh, I need Alex. Like, I need. Like Co- I need back up to Laurier. Goldberg yeah. might get some minutes, but that's it. It's going to be a seven-man rotation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when those guys come back, when when Trey Jones comes back, okay, when Zion yeah, doesn't bail in the season, okay. you know, I mean, they, why do they even come to college at all? Like, why did Ben Simmons play? Like, they don't have to. Yeah, you know, but these guys are not like that. They they actually want to be there. So I think Trey Jones really works to come back. I think if he can come back, he will. Uh, oh, I, I mean, think sooner I, I rather than later. I don't question that. Yeah. And but he seemed like he was in a great deal of pain. And he was in the zone before that injury. It was, it was, it was scary. scary. It was scary what he was doing. It was a sick start to the game for him, that's for sure. The start to the Syracuse game was just like the Texas Tech game where yeah. just all kinds of turnovers starting off 8-0, 9-0. You know, Coach K doesn't mention defensive player of the year unless he means it. Yeah, that you know that's legit. And Jay Billis doesn't talk about it like that unless it's you know got a lot of truth in there. I mean, Bayheim called a timeout. How about a freshman? Called a timeout. You know, three minutes into the game, they were down nine nothing. It looked like we were going to run away with it. Yeah, and then on to Virginia, and then this is pretty much pretty bad. Cool. So we're definitely going to do a body after the Virginia game. I th- I think it's going to be a great game. Another great game. Uh, I like our chances. I like our chances. You like at, our chances? I like our chances at home. I do. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure I'm as optimistic as you. I would like our chances more later in the year if we were healthier. Yeah. I mean, if you tell me Cam isn't going to play either, then, you know... I still think we got a, a real, real puncher's chance, but you know it's going to be a good game. I mean, we, Virginia's good. It's a great, it's just a great chance to rise up. It's just going to be a great game. I'm just so excited. Think, I'm excited. It's not discussed. You envision RJ bringing up the ball, running the point. I don't think it matters who brings up the ball. Nobody's full court pressing anymore. Like you Virginia know, might if RJ's uh, bringing up the ball. RJ, RJ can handle pretty well. Alex can handle fine. Zion can handle really well. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Okay. Um, I mean, if they try to pick up at half court, like real strong trapping, right, then that that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity for us to get easy baskets. And RJ can throw over. You know, Alex and RJ both have pretty good court vision. Yeah. Can throw over. We have good guys out of that, too. Yeah. You know, if Cam's on the court, that'll be a challenge for him. His, his handle has been real loose. Who's? Cam Reddish, uh, the first half of the yeah. year. And one yeah. of the things he sort of has to prove to me and to, you know, scouts is that his handle's tight, tight enough that he, 
He actually makes good decisions with the ball. And it, he was in some sort of funk there. And I hope he's, he's probably just pressing out. and trying too hard. But yeah, something like that. To I mean, go back to Virginia, I think even if Cam plays, I sort of like Virginia. Yeah, we didn't mention the Wake Forest game. They have experienced talent, and, and make all the Baltimore jokes you want. I mean, that team was sick last year, sick, and they're they're sick this year. I mean, I don't think they're getting their due. Yeah, they they should be number one. You know, they they will be number one if they they beat us this week. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we didn't talk about Wake Forest much. We we get a good win on the road against. Sort of a mediocre eh, Wake Forest team, but uh, they came and challenged us early in the game, and then we ended up pulling away pretty easily in the second half. Zion scores 30 in that game, 13 of 16 from the field. That That's that's when the Zion love was like at, at, at Apex. Its, yeah. People were just, people weren't even talking to Duke anymore. They he was just passing really well in that game. Yeah. He was just running it, you know. Um, yeah, it's a, you know, Duke, we're, we're still. What, 13, what are we, 14 and 2? Yes. 14 and 2. We have one ACC loss. We're playing Virginia. If we beat Virginia, we'll be tied for first in the ACC. Uh, if we don't, we'll have some work to do. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great season. Like, relish the, relish the rest of the ACC season and everything we get this year. <laughs> we may never have a more likable, better team at Duke. In the, in the foreseeable future, a more likable team. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, tough to disagree with you there. It's I mean, a very, very likable team. Who don't you like on this team? Everyone plays hard. Everybody cares. It's a lot of passion, a lot of effort. Who don't I like? Yeah, there's really no one. Yeah. Um, Pitt. Should we talk Pitt for a second? Yeah. Two shout outs, actually. You go ahead. <laughs> First shout out to. Uh, Coach Capel at Pitt uh, defeating Florida State, who came down off, you know. Easily. <laughs> by, well, it's a come down game. I come down off of our game. Next, by, next game. By 13 at home. Yeah. They beat Louisville by three at home. You know, they got trounced by UNC and, and lost a tight one to NC State. But but they, uh, they're they 12 and 5. I mean. The game after we play Virginia is at Pitt. That game. We had sort of circled as a gimme. It might not be a gimme. Yeah, do you, I mean, I went to the Duke Pitt game last year. Yeah, it was just. I'm sure it was. We beat him by 40. Justin Robinson was, was draining just, threes on the road, like three of them in a row. They they didn't win an ACC game last year, right? Coach Capel, uh, correct. I think they. Yeah, I they believe went, they went on 16. Oh, yeah, and they don't know that they came super close in any of the games. I don't think so. I mean, he brought in new players, grad transfers. Uh, guys who reclassified up. I mean, he's got some players. It's, it is a pretty, pretty impressive performance. I mean, he's got to be coach of the year so far in the ACC. Um, there is another coach we should give some props to. It's my classmate and your classmate, Steve Wojciechowski. Yeah, what did he do? He's got a kid. Is he coaching somewhere? He's got a kid at Marquette who has not once but twice put up a 50-plus point game. Marcus Howard is shooting like close to 50% from three, high volume, high volume shooter. He's a guy who should have a green light from the three point line. Marquette's and 15 and three, the rank they're, they're top knocking 20. off good teams. And this guy, Marcus Howard, who I think got injured in the last game, 
He's a uh, back tightness. Something, apparently. something. He is very special, and with a player like that, I think Marquette is very competitive in in any game. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to Wojo's Wojo. doing it. Wojo's doing it. You know, the horse race for who's going to be the next Duke coach is still weighs heavy on my mind. Not for me, a Co- lot less. I think Coach K is going strong. Well, I think he's going strong. I mean, he is, but he's you know. It's his eighth decade on the planet. This might be his last great chance. <laughs> you know, one and done might be all <clears throat> Well, I think Coach K can continue to do well and adapt. And he, he can probably go as long as he's, he's able. But at some point, he is going to exit stage left. And when that time comes, there's this, like, very <laughs> juicy, like, Shakespearean thing going on with these other... Other guys that are they're sizing up their resume. The princes? Wojo. Yeah. Capel. Queen Snyder? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I mean if I had to have one guy to be my game coach, it's certainly Quinn Snyder. Out of all the Duke the Duke Brad Stevens. Coaching tree. Duke coaching tree. Brad Stevens didn't go to Duke. We just beat him in the championship game. Yeah. Brad Stevens. Thanks. Thanks for that tidbit. Brad Stevens is uh, is not coming down. Not coming. Not, not, it's not coming in the door. But uh, Brad Stevens is probably calling Coach Gell all the time, asking him how how do you juggle all these crazy <clears throat> talented guys? Yeah. How, how do you share the ball? How'd you coach Kyrie for eight games? You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I, I still think Capel has pole position at the moment. You know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but Mojo's there. Mojo's there. You know, he's in the north. He's uh he's uh some John Snow reference, you know. Some some version of that. It's a little too early for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Capel was like man in the King's Guard, you know. But yeah. Alright guys, uh when is Game of Thrones going back? April. Is it April? Meanwhile Is it? True Detective season three is excellent. It's off to an excellent start. Who's in it? The guy Remy from uh, Netflix House of Cards. I forget his name. Ali something. Great. Black guy. He's excellent. Oh, well, he wasn't from House of Cards. He's the guy from Moonlight. Okay. Never mm-hmm. saw Moonlight. No, just one best picture. Oh, yeah. I think that was him. Yeah. Yeah, he might have. Yeah. Hey, yep. I can't remember his last name either. I'm terrible. This is why it was why we're doing a basketball podcast and not the other thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was a really thrilling, thrilling week. Uh, we could, you know, we could have gotten into these games more, but uh, that's enough. Virginia, Virginia, let's get them. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a great game. I, I like our chances. I just, I just want to see Zion play what, basketball. Who do you think will be favored if Cam <laughs> plays? Oh, I think Duke will be favored. Yeah, yeah, Duke will be favored in the game. Bye. Three and a half. Three and a half. Is there an early line? No, uh, I, I think college basketball typically comes out the night before. Yeah, I think so, so too. Uh, three and a half. That's interesting. If yeah, I, I mean, would, it, I would probably take Virginia, even though I never bet against Duke, and I almost never bet on Duke either. I don't. I don't need the. I hate the financial team. entanglement with the emotional investment. Yeah, for a while, I I used to kind of do that a little bit, and the the taint of the bet. Like ruined it. Uh, yeah, like in the FSU game, I don't even be, look at the line anymore. You might not even be that happy with the uh, the game winner because they didn't cover the 
seven, seven and a half. Oh, is that, they're favored by seven on that's, the road? That's the thing. I mean, they're playing a top 10 team on the road. A team that beats and them this, every year. And, and this and, team and is favored by seven, seven and a half. I mean, I think people are overvaluing <clears throat> this team. Like, it is... Well, they were covering the spread every week, and that's no, why. They were I for don't a little while. Think they were. They're, they're very good against the spread. This, this team is, is so, very good. Yeah. It's, it's still young. It could be dominant. It could be historically great. It could be. But at this point, it's still not that much head and shoulders above um, the other really, really good teams. All right. Let's go get some sushi. Are we going to Senate Japan? Sounds awesome. All right. Bob's going to meet us. Great. All right, I'm texting Bob now. Let's get over there. Let's get some uh, yellowtail garlic style. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's been another episode of Duke Basketball Sushi Junkies, and uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you later this weekend after the UVA gutty win without Trey Jones. One else without shooting at least 10 degrees.